Hey guys, it's Friday. Welcome. Uh, we're just sharing the broadcast right now, mm-hmm. getting it out there. Um, excited to be back with you. Excited to have you back. Uh, we've just been um, having great times. Mine won't let me share it for some reason, which is just awesome. But uh, yeah, we've been having just great times, and uh, we have Barry Adams and Brian Christian and Larry Pearson and it's just been a great time uh just hearing like real just revelation unfold in the moment fresh hot off the press yeah <laughs> it was good like there was there was some uh right. some amazing stuff in that just hearing like real just that's that's us hearing us <laughs> It's not letting me share, though. Yeah, it's not letting me share as me. But if you guys want to take a second, too, and share the broadcast, that would be greatly appreciated. It helps us to reach more people and um, to be able to share. Does it let you share it up onto uh, Facebook again? Try doing it again. Well, it, the problem is there's only one live stream. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going back to our page here. Hmm. I'm hitting share, write a post. But I don't want to share it. There. there we go. Now I got it. There we go. Sorry about that, guys. They changed the way that you share things from a page you manage now. So you go share, and then at the top, when you go to share it, click write a post. Up here, just click on that and then pick John Brown. Uh, they just switched something around on us. Good old Facebook. We also like to thank them for letting us live stream. <laughs> we don't want to complain too much. Also, just to let you guys know, you can get the stream on YouTube as well. We are live on YouTube every week. You can subscribe to the channel, the uh, full library. I think we're only missing the first four episodes. Uh, we have a full library there. And uh, you can go and get the journey there and um, be able to go watch back episodes and all that and also notify you when we're live. And it's a good way. YouTube's a very good uh, platform for what we're doing. So it's good to be back. Mm-hmm. I was out uh, in uh, Brantford this week. I got to go hang out at a youth center there. Nice. Which you, you already know, but I'm just letting everybody else yeah, know. Yeah. It was a great time. And uh Got to just um, help some kids learn how to record music and um, got to meet some kids who I had met before who are now, you know, going to Bible study and believing in Jesus and having encounters with God. They're having an, uh, like a Alpha weekend and stuff coming up, and I'm excited for them. So, right. Come on. That's good. Let us know if you're out there. Drop a comment. We can see the comments, guys. And uh, we can then, you know, maybe God's going to put something on your heart that we need to flow with. We don't know. So just make sure you interact, be a part of what we're doing, share the broadcast. Also, if you'd like to help us to continue to do what we do, you can go to our website, which is right here, www.hcmstrafford.org, and you can go there. There's a donate button, PayPal. That helps us to continue to do what we feel called to do. So Yeah, man. Yemen. 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 
What was that one? I was, mm-hmm. I was doing the encounter with Barry. It's the month of Adar. Adar! This is like the Jewish party month. It was awesome. The Jewish party month. It was, yeah. It was like it was like the party, the celebration month or something. He was explaining it. Wow. Adar! <laughs> we had a good time. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's really good. I'm enjoying that, the encounters. Yeah, it's been fun. Mm-hmm. And just the differences are cool. Like, I really enjoyed having my grandpa on. And there's, yeah. like, and there's going to be so many different people. Like, just because it's one of those things where it's like people's encounters with God are so personal that it's nice because you don't have to. Well, none of them are the same. Yeah, and you don't have to try to, like, qualify them. They just are what they are. Right. And you either get something from it or you don't. And it's great. And I get to just talk with them. And yeah. like the one with Brandy was crazy. Yeah, it was <laughs> like really now, good. I was weeping. Like I still can't. Like I went back to watch it and I'm I just Yeah. I just get wrecked. So Well, straight out of her heart. It was just a beautiful the journey the Lord's got her on. Yeah, and like the the way that he did it was unbelievable. And yeah. to see someone like basically explain things that other people have already done but who has no idea of it from like inner healing and stuff like that but through an experience and an encounter which is what christianity is all about right that's the best otherwise part. what are you doing yeah. we're following jesus or uh, we're not following and he best be alive or what do you got mm, right come on so so how does it look does the uh, picture look good yeah, everything's up and running and beautiful. We're shared. We got some people live with us. Who's out there? Let's read some yeah, comments. Let's have a look. Uh, Take a few minutes and here uh, we go. There's one right here. Greetings from Puerto Rico. Yay! Oh, uh, like is that Lulu? Like like Lulu who used to be here? Yes, that'll be who it is. If it's Puerto Rico, I'm and sure. her husband's name is Jose. Jose. Yeah. Oh, Lulu. Hey, mm, hey I met hey. you like twice. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> yes, wow, we're the great. journey has reached Puerto Rico. Hey, we've arrived. <laughs> we've arrived at the beach. <laughs> at the beach, I would love. We're to jealous. Be <laughs> we're gonna come visit to the beach. Some, gotta do some ministry down yeah. in Puerto Rico. I've seen some of those pictures you put up recently, uh, and the beach looked really nice. It's a lot nicer than the snow. I gotta admit. Yeah, <laughs> that's correct. The snow is great to visit. You just don't want to get stuck there for long periods of time. I'm feeling called to do prophetic ministry on public beaches in Puerto Rico. It's <laughs> uh, definitely, <laughs> I would not turn It's good that to down. see you guys on here. That's great. Yeah, come on. It's really fun. It's been a while since she was an intern with us. and Yeah, she was still visiting mm-hmm. when I came around. Like, to, like when I just started coming. I wasn't even an intern yet. Right. She was still visiting, so I got to meet her a few times and... And her husband, I believe, I also met him. So yeah, he came down and uh, came to visit us, and uh, they went home, got married, and had children, which is what you're supposed to do. Come on, yeah, I know it's the kids. So right on schedule. They're right on schedule. <laughs> right on schedule. Seriously, like yeah, I've been like my kids are just nuts, but sometimes they're like, I'll show you a clip after, and you'll be like, what is going on? Because they're just. My wife was like hiding. Yeah. And they didn't know. Mm. And they're downstairs, worship music blaring. Carter's got a ukulele, just hitting the <laughs> strings, singing mm. God's All Around. Nice. 
And and Haley has <coughs> Harper like standing with her hand on her head going, ask him to show you, ask him to show you. And Harper's yelling out, show me your glory, show me your, like, I'm not joking. Nobody's in the room. Nice. And I'm standing there going like, where did they learn this? Like, because <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? Like, they, they're like so young. They haven't been around very much. Like, well, like. It's just wild. Like yeah. it was, it was very powerful. It really encouraged me. So nice. And I, I for, I've forgotten a little bit, like because it happened like a month or so ago. Yeah. And then like me and Charlie were talking about kids encountering God, and I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. And I pulled the video up, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this, like I don't know how it didn't hit me harder the first time I saw it, but. Wow. Any other questions on there? Nope. Anybody? Not yet. Eh? Not yet. They're just hey guys, if you're out okay. there, comment. Let us know. Even after the fact, we 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 go back and look at this stuff. Also, I tend to go back and watch it again if I can, if I have time. I also like you can get it as a podcast, yes. which is nice. You can just throw it in your ears, do your housework, yep. you know, rock the earbuds, and be able to hear revelation and truth. So. Yeah, we have podcasts. We have it on Spotify now. Podomatic. It's on Spotify. Podomatic. Anchor. Anchor. Um, there's a bunch of other ones. I don't even know them. Yeah. No, I YouTube. don't know. It's on YouTube. So YouTube's a great platform, yeah. Yeah, it's really I good. love the way they lay out the library and everything. Yeah, it's very good. Because if you want to go back and watch episodes on Facebook, you got to, like, scroll through. I know. Where, like, YouTube, you just have a library. Boom, it's right there. Yeah, you can link right in and, and check yeah. it out. So, yeah. Come on. So <laughs> we should uh, jump in. What we'll do maybe tonight is um, partway through, we will kind of uh, see if there's any anybody asking questions or commenting and uh, intervene into that a little bit in the midst of it. What do you think? Yeah, I'm down. As we develop this, <laughs> you know. So what we're talking about tonight, really, uh, the stairway to heaven. And, you know, we all know the song. Yeah, by Led Zeppelin was very very famous, and uh, the funny thing is, um, there is a stairway to heaven, and it's called the ladder, and um, it called a stairway, a ladder, a mountain. It's a metaphor for a journey, which yeah. is what this is all about—the journey um, that God takes us on as uh, we go from glory to glory to glory mm. until we see him face to face. And that's really what this is all about. <laughs> you know, if you want to know why you're on planet Earth at, the, at this time, that's it. We see it with Enoch, where he went from glory to glory to glory, and then he was transfigured and disappeared from this dimension. Come on. Uh, we see it with Elijah. I mean, they say that he was taken up in a chariot of fire, but it's imagery. They use a lot of imagery in uh, Jewish history. It's the way they understood it. It's Jesus spoken pictures. We dream. Those are pictures. It's a language, God's language. It's so that your mind, your carnal mind, cannot interpret it. It'll seem foolish, but then God will speak to you, and it kind of comes out of left field, and it's as clear as the nose on your face when you get it. Yeah. But it comes from the spirit. It's not of the flesh. It's not of the mind of man. And we've had so much of that, that God is now awakening the body of Christ in the West. I don't know about other parts of the world because I'm not in them. And when I say the West, I'm talking about um, Southern uh, Africa, 
is westernized. It's a western mind. They're, they're Europe, Puerto Rico, United States. Well, I guess they're the one and the same. Maybe not. Louis is going to beat me up for that one. Um, and Canada and other parts of the world that are westernized. It's a western well, mind. And we, we saw that the logic of man come into the church yes. and try to make everything add up on the skills and try to make everything graspable and theologically sound and good doctrine. Yeah. And what it did was imprison us from relationship with, and encounter with yes. the Spirit, with who we really are. The, the biggest thing that I've mm. realized to this point in my life is that I'm a spirit being who doesn't know it. Yes. And that's un that's unbelievable because that was who I was first. Yes. That's and who you are now. Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone is. That's the blindness. Yeah. They don't realize. They think they're uh, um, a, a body with a soul that's spiritual. Yeah, that somehow when I got saved, then I became a spirit. Yeah. Like, but you were always a spirit. That's who you are with a yeah. soul in a house, a tent, a wineskin, Paul talked about. It's the body. It's a gift. It's a beautiful gift, and it's uh, something that can be uh, transfigured, transformed, and transfigured by the renewing of our minds, right? But it is got to be transformed, not come on in the state it's in, in the fallen state. We yes. fell. So I love like A.W. Tozer. Come on. He lived um, from 1897 to 1963. Tozer was a um, a writer. Uh, wrote books, so he's an author. He was a pastor uh, over and over um, um, different organizations. I can't think of it at the moment which one it was, but very famous guy. He says this out of a book called The Pursuit of God. He goes, it becomes the devil's business to keep the Christians spirit imprisoned. Isn't interesting what we were just talking about? Literally. He knows that the believing and justified Christian has been raised up out of the grave of his sins and trespasses. From that point on, Satan works that much harder to keep us bound and gagged, actually imprisoned in our grave clothes. He knows that if we continue in this kind of bondage, we're not much better than we were when we were spiritually dead. Now, what he's talking about is you get saved you get cut off from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil but you're standing at the bottom of it and you still think you're a part of it and you never even know about the tree of life christ in me come on we be, we're still spiritually dead we're of, of little value to the kingdom of god and we become what we call part of a religious system yeah but don't know the creator of the universe we're waiting to die to get to know him we're like completely numb to the great mystery within. Yeah, that's it. Cool. So um, I'm going to bounce off Tozer and what he's talking about to give some uh, understanding of what it means to go from fallen to restored, mm -hmm. and what what what's that look like as compared to the um, stuff we've been given, which has all really been about. Uh, keeping rules and regulations and being good and make sure you repent and and uh, so you can speak in tongues and pray for the sick and do this and this, but then one day uh, when you die, you'll get to go to heaven. Yeah. So heaven's a three-dimensional place like earth, we think, 
streets, houses, all those kind of things. Yeah, all the things I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing uh, about what it actually is. That's... It's a state of being, right? Yeah. It can be anywhere in the universe. It doesn't really matter. What matters is intimacy with God, right? Into me, see. Come into that place of oneness with God and, and really know who he is and, and who you are, and then it establishes a reality, his reality, which is the truth is, all you're doing is remembering because you already know him. We're going to a place that's nearby, but it's a far journey. <laughs> that's right. And when we get there, we'll realize we've always been. We've never left. It's just been blinders that came over us. Veils. And veils. And what we do is we live like amnesia. <clears throat> that's what carnality is. We got lied to. We yeah. lived from the outside instead of the inside out. Well, and we talked about last week that there, the veils are when you first get saved, you see like a man who sees uh, men as trees. Yeah, dimly. And then the clarity comes as you enter the spirit. Yes, yes. Come on. And yes. And you see that. You see that even in scripture. And, and that's hard for people sometimes to, to see, but you can see the progression mm -hmm. of the clarity of the mystery of Christ within the teachings of Paul. Yes. You can see him, becomes, how he goes around it and around it and around it yeah. until he finally sees it with such clarity that he goes, I can't even share what I have seen. Right. And not because <laughs> God wouldn't allow him, but because you would never understand him. Well, and I think that God wants us all to take the journey. Yeah. He wants us all to chase intimacy. He wants us all to go and spend time with the Holy Spirit and grow. And I think the biggest thing is if you don't know about it, if you're just waiting to one day die and go to heaven, yeah, then um, that's a disservice to you and to God. That's the lie, right? So look at 2 Corinthians 3, 7. It says, if the ministry of death and letters engraved on stones came with glory, come on. so the sons of Israel, they couldn't even look at the face of Moses because of the glory on his face. It was fading. How will the ministry of the Spirit fail to be even more with glory? For if the ministry of condemnation has glory, listen to that, much more does the ministry of righteousness abound in glory, right standing with God. For indeed, what had glory in this case has no glory because of the glory that surpasses it. For if that which fades away was with glory, much more that which remains is in glory. So now my question is, reading this scripture about Moses and about those that know Christ, if you take inventory of the Western system, do you see a glory like that? That, that far surpasses the old? Far surpasses the fact that they couldn't even look at Moses' face because it was so bright, he was transfiguring. And, and then it faded, it was fading away because the old system was coming down. So I got to wonder if we're not got more of the old system, the old covenant, than we do the new. And that we're waking up because God wants to bring his glory out of us, but it's not going to happen while we're waiting at a bus stop. One of the things that I find really strange mm. In, and maybe it's just because I've always been very attracted to the New Testament. Yeah. But a lot of the time, um, people seem to really cling and grab their their image of God himself, 
from the Old Testament. I think that's because that's what's been preached to them. And so the thing that blows me away is Christ came to do what? Mm -hmm. Communicate a better word. Yeah. A new covenant, a new agreement. And even the old one, the one that God made with Abraham, Mm -hmm. God, like um, when I was doing the encounter, Barry said, like, God puts Moses to sleep. Yeah. And goes through it himself. He keeps the covenant himself. He didn't even let Moses take on the responsibility. He did it with Adam. Yeah. He did it with Abraham. It's so insane. And so here's this amazing image of God. Mm-hmm. But what's hard to see without what Jesus revealed. It depends on your eyes, Excuse your me. perception. Yeah. If you read the Old Testament with a judgmental heart, yeah, that's what you see. But if you look you will see God's redemption and what he was actually doing right from the get-go. Well, and it's all over the place, like Zechariah, O daughters of Israel, yeah. I've washed your sins. Well, there's tons of moments where God is revealing who he is, Yeah, but it's like Jesus revealed it with such clarity. Because he was the better word. Yeah, He was the word, right, that came. It says there was the prophets in Hebrews. It says, um, Hebrews 1, I believe, it talks about the fact that he spoke through the prophets, and the um, desert fathers, but now he has spoken, lastly, through his son. So it's the word now, so that we would understand. Yeah. So it says, I I live and move and have my being in Christ. Mm. I live and move in him, in Christ. The Lord is omnipresent. I don't need to get to him. I don't need to call him from somewhere. He's omnipresent. David said it. Where shall I go? To the bottom of the ocean, to hell itself, to out into the, the cosmos. You are there. You are there. You cannot get away from God because he's omnipresent. And then it says we're seated in heavenly places in Christ, in other realms. Christ in me, the hope of glory, his hope of restoring us to where we fell from, the glory. Mm-hmm. See, it's not enough to speak these things, but they must be our experience. They have to be our reality, or we're still asleep in carnality. Until the old covenant, or sorry, under the old covenant, and not growing in the light and in the truth. We see it. Jesus says, I am the way. And he leads us to salvation, hands us off to the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit leads us into all truth. And then he hands us off to the Father, which Jesus came to what? Bring us to the Father. Then we go into the Father who is life. Zoe, life, eternal life. Incorruptible, indestructible. That's what Zoe life is. Where is it? It's in your spirit. Come on. It's where God the Father dwells, within, right? Yeah. And uh, all things will be summed up. It says, mm. says Christ is in all, is all, and will be summed up everything in Christ. I say Christ is the mystic secret of God. God had a plan. He has a secret. It's called Christ. Christ is something that Jesus is the cornerstone of, because Christ is not his last name. He is the Christ. Right? So there's a mystic secret, this thing, Christ, the building that God is building. Right? That's what he's doing. John 17, 5. 
it's the beginning of the final prayer of Jesus. He longed, it says, to be clothed. Let me find it. With the glory, he said, he had before the world was. Now, Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. This one, the, this one passage of Scripture has such revelation in it. I understand that the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead raised us, right? So I equally understand that the same Spirit has seated us in heavenly places. We'd all agree on this. However, think about it. Until I achieve that uninterrupted state of being, which Jesus is talking about, until there are no other distractions in my life, the knowledge and glory of God is without any earthly interference, then uh, I have yet to be fully clothed with the eternal state. Remember, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We fell into yeah. carnality, into a lower dimension, a lower realm, and now we need to be restored back to heaven, yeah. which is the spiritual world world of glory where god's glory exists so for me to walk being clothed in this state something needs to take place and i look around me and we have revivals in the end but this is something far greater than a revival this is a transfiguration like jesus on the mountain he's showing us something right it's true freedom yeah so second corinthians 5 paul says for we know that if the earthly tent which is our house is torn down. We have a building from God, a house that's not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For indeed, in this house we groan, longing to be clothed with our dwelling from heaven, inasmuch as we, having put it on, are you ready? Will not be found naked. Now I want you to think about the garden. Mm. What were they naked of? They were naked because their spirit had been on the outside and they were glorified and the spirit went within, right? And was hidden and veiled from them and they were naked. They felt naked. It's here, he says, we will not be found naked. So until we're clothed once again, that's why we're wearing these, that till we're clothed once again with our spirits in the glory, which is dwelling in the heavenly realm yeah that's where we are that's deep that's what we're called to and that's a process this journey i'm talking about the staircase a mountain and i'm going to show that what the lord how the lord unpacked this to me and revealed it to me and the journey i've been on um heading to this state called union that paul the apostle talked about that's what it's all about so in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13, I'm going to read it from two translations. He says, when we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. This is why we have no glory, is because we're just translating with our own understanding what's literally right on the pages of the Bible, and we're missing what's right there. 
Yeah. But it has to be given to us by the Spirit, revealed by Spirit, because the heavenly realm is Spirit. It's, yeah. It says no carnality dwells there, right? The Word is Christ. He's alive. Yes. And so <clears throat> if you approach the Word of God um, not in the Spirit, yeah. how will you understand? And and Jesus even said to Nicodemus, like, I could even explain earthly things to you and you wouldn't understand. How do you think you can understand heavenly things? That's right. And, and then so, he gave him one, but he didn't get he it. He didn't get it, yeah. And so it's like God's basically saying, you come to me with your intellect, Yeah. but this far surpasses anything you could handle in your intellect. You could never get there. It's like God has hidden it purposely. Yeah. You can't get it except by the Spirit. And when you do, I always used to say as a young Christian, I think one day when I read the Bible— it's going to be a kindergarten book, kind of like, you know, it used to be a bunch of pictures when you're in kindergarten, Spot ran up the hill, you know, that book, that kind of thing. I feel like it's going to be like that. It's all a bunch of pictures, and it's so simple, it's unbelievable. But the fact is, without the Spirit, it's a whole bunch of disjointed stories that doesn't make any sense. It's a code. It's hidden. It's hidden from pride mm. of man. Well, and I, I, just as you were saying that, I was getting that verse where it talks about um, that the like the the friend or the son knows the plans of the master. Yes, but the servants don't, and so we've been in servant mode for so, so long, long. Yeah, that we don't even understand when our father's revealing to us, and like like I remember the first time you told me about the layers of scripture, mm -hmm. I didn't have a clue what you were talking about. Yeah. Not until like I started to like meditate upon it, and all of a sudden things started to just jump out at me after that because you put this idea in my head that there was more. That there was more to see. Yeah, it's like you like you tell me like if you didn't know there was a door over there, how would you know to go out of it? Yeah, you first got to see it. That, yeah. That's what I say. Um, uh, informational knowledge gives me tells me what my heart must get from God. From God, yeah. It's got to be a revelation. It's got to be experience. Otherwise, what have I got? I got a bunch of dogma I'm following, and at the end of the day, is it really going to help me when I'm in the crunch? Well, and even the experiential, if it's not you experiencing it, it's now just information again. Right. Until you enter into it. Yes. And and I remember walking through that when you guys were laying on the floor in the glory, and I was going, mm. what? You know, because like, I had no idea God was even that good. Yeah. See, that's the whole beginning. God is actually a nice guy. Yeah. And he loves us. He's never not loved us. He loves us for who we are, not what we do. Come on. You know? So 1 Corinthians, in the um, International Scripture Research Bible, it says, "...which we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches us, but which the set-apart spirit teaches, comparing spiritual matters with spiritual matters." So we're kind of like the, the caterpillar... It, it has inside it uh, a process is going on in the cocoon, cocoon, sorry, to be a butterfly, right? Um, so we have the ability to go from a carnal state by the set-apart spirit to a living spirit in a physical body. That's the process that we must come into. Even Eden. Eden, I used to think, was a garden. But Eden has a garden in the east of it. Okay, you can look it up in Genesis, you'll find it. So what that means is, just think about this. This is just John's thoughts then for a moment. 
Um, could it be that we were planted in the garden called Earth to grow from carnality to spiritual being, walking with the Lord in the natural realm, as well as the spiritual dimension called the heavenly? Just as Adam did before the fall, and Enoch did by faith, and the parables tell us that the father's a farmer or has a vineyard. So he's at work in a garden, a field, that's, if Eden is bigger, what's the other part of it? And today on, the, on a lot of movies, they're in the science, they're playing with the idea of parallel universes. Well, in reality, there is a parallel universe, and there's a line drawn. It's all here on this planet, right? But Eden isn't seen, the part of Eden that's not the garden, which is the spiritual world. It's right here operating. And once you can see, you'll see it. So we must return to our original state of being in the light, or else we perish, the Lord called it. We can perish. And seriously, we're seeing it all the time. People perishing for lack of knowledge, revelation knowledge. We think that death is what causes us to see and go to heaven. But it's not true. The spirit of death is actually an enemy of Jesus. He said he called it the last enemy that he would overcome. It was Christ and his cross is the beginning of waking up and seeing him who's unseen in the dark that we've been walking in. Darkness is blindness. We've been blind. And like A.W. Tozer said, I got saved. But then I stood by the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and nobody told me what anything was about. They just kept me tree conscious that tree which is sin conscious when i'd been set free but they didn't teach me who jesus really was and what he came to do and the life that was exploding inside of him that's for us it's another world Come on. it's a uh, both these trees by the way are inside you <clears throat> come on they're in us they're not somewhere in a field yeah. they're in us and it was our choice we got deceived and it was our choice to uh, reason in ourselves through our own ego of self-awareness and self-preservation. And basically the bottom line is we don't trust that God is all-sufficient for us in everything and always has been. Well, when you were talking about Eden, the other the other half of Eden, yeah, I was actually thinking this in my head, and then Andrew posted it as a comment mm. where he put every bush aflame with the fire there of God, go. but only those who seek take off their sandals. The rest just pick, pick the, the berries. berries. And it's like I was literally thinking that, Andrew, so that was really good because it was like mm. every time in the Bible where God would open someone's eyes, it was always right where they were standing. Mm-hmm. It was there. They, they were there. It was instant. So to think that it's a far off doesn't make sense. No. It's just we don't see it. And then we, we talk a lot about, like, the speed of light and the speed of blood and yep. all these things. And, yep. and, and God is – because God is literally unveiling who he is through the pursuit of truth. Like, like mankind – That's – I was oh, – yeah, No, no, no. Hey, that's Damn. what this is about, man. Like, excuse mm-hmm. me, mankind is, is driving – forward looking for truth and they're constantly being confronted with the fact that we are created beings the fact that they're like everything points to intelligent design yeah like more and more like 
it's it's in everything like it's in and you know the science community would say well you know we're made by aliens or whatever yeah, yeah. well what is what is something that's unfamiliar to you it's well, definitely it's, it's alien. alien to us right the spirit world yeah and so god is truth and and so the pursuit of truth will only lead to one place yeah daddy exactly mm-hmm. and then me and you like even years ago started stumbling upon like mm-hmm. dna studies and yeah. things like this where it was showing the connection yeah. where the bible says if one of you's in prison you're all oh. in prison what happens to one of you happens to all of you you know god is trying to wake us up you know if there's a lost sheep he'll leave the 99 to go after the one well wait a minute how can it be lost if it's not owned there you go that's beautiful yeah like that's why point of origin attaches into all the the latter because i'm i'm actually his first yeah you never weren't no i know but it was like in the back of my head like, i know that's the lie though right there was this foster child mentality or yeah. something where yeah. i just i because the grace was so overwhelming because of my my choices mm-hmm. you just you're so grateful to be there that you don't you don't push forward but it was like God himself had to come to me and say, Corey, there's more than just grace. There's the fact that mm. I own you. Mm-hmm. You're my son. You always were. I knit you together in your mother's womb. I breathed breath into you. I created you. How then, mm-hmm. well, the second you were born, you're no longer mine? I know. Who says? You know, and I had to realize this, that that lie of Lucifer being my father exactly. wasn't real. No. I don't come from the family of sin and death. No. I come from the tree of life. That was the twisted image. We yeah, and, and in fact, if if you go to the part where it says, I will lift my throne above yours, or mm-hmm. that whole statement, yeah. what what more to do than to convince creation it doesn't belong to the one who made it? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah like, that's insane. That's crazy. You know, and it's, it's just... So, you know, here's another thing powerful. about that burning bush. Yeah. Is I believe... What Moses was seeing is where he was offered to come. Mm. Because think about this. What's the all-consuming fire but doesn't consume? It's called love. So you step into the burning bush, everything that's not of love gets consumed, but you stand in the fire. And that's where God's taking us, to live in the fire of his love. That's what we're to be. We're we're called to be... um, embers of fire what's it there's a scripture for this that we are to be um his uh something of fire i can search it yeah you, 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 you know it. what i'm talking about right yeah. that we're to go out and we're to be a set of flame but that's what we're set of flame by is not judgment but the love of god setting us on fire and it consumes the darkness but we stay in the fire because doesn't it say that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went into the fire, and there was a fourth man in the fire, and then it says they didn't even smell of smoke. That's because they themselves were preserved. We are meant to live in fire. That's who we are. Um, I'll throw in another freebie on the midst of that. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. There's flames of fire the angels are holding to get back into Eden. Right? As we ascend... What I'm going to talk about tonight here, Come on. as you ascend, your frequency changes, speed changes. It's called light. And what happens is you get to a place where you're at the same frequency as fire, so you can pass through the fire back into Eden, in and out. 
in and out into the spirit world. That's what Enoch was doing. Was this the one you're talking about in First Corinthians? He he makes his no. This is a different one, but it's actually exactly what you're okay. saying. Yeah. This is exactly what you just said. It said, "If any man's work shall be burned up, he shall suffer a loss, but not he himself. Mm, there you he go. shall be saved, yet so as by, by fire. fire." There you go. That's wild. The love. That's like, it. I don't even know how I got so there. But. There's Moses standing, looking at he, where he's going Come into on. that fire. Oh. That's what that was about. All right. If everybody else, you're right, all the earth is crammed with heaven, um, every bush aflame with the fire of God, but only those that see take off their shoes. Yeah. The rest, just look at the acts of God and wait to go to heaven. Right? They miss it. John 1, in him, Jesus, was life. What life? The tree of life. Come on. And the life was the light of men. Light. What we're doing tonight as we talk is we're releasing light. It's called revelation. comes from God by the Spirit, not of me. I didn't learn these things. He gave them to me. So light is released, and if it pierces your heart, then the tree of life begins to come into you in this. It's got to be the experience. It can't just fill your head with some new information so you can teach it on Sunday morning, right? The light shines in the darkness, and what? That's the blindness, and the darkness did not apprehend. It couldn't comprehend. It couldn't understand. There came a man sent from God, John. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that we might, all of us might believe through him. He wasn't the light, but he came to testify about the light. There's a true light which, coming into the world, are you ready? Enlightens. That word enlightens is, um, the Greek word is, Photesis, I, I may be screwing the word up a bit, Photisa, I think, Photesis. And what that is, is uh, a shutter on a camera. Hmm. So what happens is, the shutter must open, that's the enlightenment, it opens and allows the light to come in so that it can see. The photo becomes, um, it's able to take a photo. In our case, we're able to see. So enlightenment comes as the veil lifts of darkness, and we're able to perceive. Fotizo. Fotizo. Yeah, fotizo means um, to give light, to shine, to enlighten, light up and illuminate things that were dark or unseen. There you go. So the, the camera lens, the photo of the lens. Yeah, the iris opening. Yes, is what enlightenment is. So we're hoping that the iris opens in people <laughs> as we share this, right? Come on. Um, he was in the world. The world was made through him, but the world didn't know him. It had totally forgotten him. We know Jesus really well, right? We've forgotten. That's why he said, do this in remembrance of me. Zechariah 4.1. Here's uh, Joshua. He goes, the angel who had been talking with me returned. So an angel was speaking to Joshua, and he left. He returned, and it says he woke me as though I'd been asleep. Joshua wasn't, wasn't sleeping. He began to enlighten him because he was asleep in the darkness. That means sleeping is in darkness. Waking up is beginning to see. I realized 
I had this crazy experience in 2005 when I was uh, worshiping at the front of the church on Erie Street. And um, all of a sudden, uh, I started walking towards the stage, and I went into a trance. And as I was in the trance, I could see veils blowing out to the left and the right of me, and I knew the closer I got towards the stage that somehow at this time in 2005, God had called me like a priest in the kingdom. And so as I got there, I looked, and I seen Jesus, and he walked down to the third step on a set of stairs, which is what we're talking about here tonight. He walked down a staircase, down to the third step, and where was I? In the third dimension. He came down, he looked at me, and he began to speak to me about different things. But what he did, and I'm not going into those today, but what, what he did for me there was begin to put this seed in me. Why did he have to walk down some steps? And why did he stop there? And what does that mean, God? And as I pondered these things over the years, over a few years, he began to uh, help me realize that I was in carnality and darkness. And even below that, there's a place called the abyss right? And I knew about the abyss because I'd been there before. I'd been there uh, when the enemy came into my living room, uh, which was when I first was getting saved during these four years after I died in the car accident. He came into my living room, and my whole living room began to descend. I was still sitting in the living room, but the whole thing descended into another realm. It went down for a while, and then it stopped, and I was in this place, um, where my walls began to look this pukey yellow color and the, the carpet looked like moss and, and all I could hear was boom, boom, right? And I probably was my heart beating so hard it was going to come out of my chest. And I was just like, I was freaking out and there was somebody in the room. I knew they were there. I couldn't see them, but I knew where they were. And I said, who are you? And they said to me, I'm the devil. And I didn't know much. But I knew I'd been reading a book about Jesus, and I screamed, Jesus, and boom, I was back in my living room going, what the heck? So I descended into a realm, a, a realm of darkness that was below where I was. Now, I've had this before. I had it at concerts sometimes in certain bands, and they would go into certain riffs that were low. I'd feel the whole place kind of descend. One time I was at, uh, just to give you a couple of quick ones, I was at a roller skating rink once, and I was doing some drugs, and I walked into the place, which may uh, remove this for you as a reality, but it is a reality. I walked in, and as I walked into the room, all of a sudden, it's like this whole room of the demonic welcomed me, that I'd finally arrived in their world. Yeah. And so it was real. It was very real. Scares that crap out of me at the time because I had no basis for anything. And then um, I went to, when I had the quadruple bypass in the hospital, I went, uh, I had a visitation from Jesus, and he took me up a mountain. Staircase, ladder, mountain. Moses went up the mountain. My thoughts are higher. Right. So I went up, and as I'm going, the, the light is getting brighter and brighter and brighter, and um, again, we're not going to go into that much today, other than to say about this, 
that the Lord was showing me that at the top there was uh, no death because death doesn't really exist only in this realm it's a wage of sin right but if you ascend and you're in the light now we understand it if if I just put it in scientific terms at uh, 186,000 miles per second uh, is, a tr is what light travels in the fallen world here and if we go to there time doesn't the clock stops time doesn't exist right and where God is he moves at the speed of thought that's way faster it's the speed of thought you think something and you're there yeah. you're, you're there and so um, he was showing me at this place where he is that's where the top of the mountain is ascending in the mountain of light and he wanted me to understand this is where he was calling me to walk in the light as he's in the light when you were sharing that i mm -hmm. had such a you know like the bible talks about creation declaring who god is yeah and so to to understand those different levels yeah he showed me just as you were talking like a lightning strike and how first you see the lightning go through the sky yes then the thunder comes because the thunder is actually behind the lightning. It's, it's slow. It's, it's slowed down. It's the sound the lightning made, but in a slower place. Exactly. The lightning made the sound the second it went, mm -hmm. but sound is so much slower than light yeah. that there's a delay. And you can actually tell how far away the lightning is, the they storm, say, right? yeah. from the delay. Yeah. And it's like, that's where we So now you been. understand Brian when he says we're a neck. Echo, echo of the future yep. reality when this is this is where we've been been existing out of is the echo yes we've been we've been not riding the lightning we've been riding the sound yeah and and that's why the sons of thunder live in the light because they see the light and resound the sound you got it that's yeah, it that's deep. they reveal <laughs> well, that's what great. the father's doing in the light in the light and they're the sound and because the sound. that's what people hear here yeah they're not seeing God but they can hear, and so we echo what he's doing. That's the sound. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Sons of thunder. That's good. Yeah. Oh. So the Lord unpa started to unpack this stuff to me. I'm really like, pondering this whole thing in 2005 and seeing him there, not understanding. And I threw that other in just to show about the differences. Um, but um, um, the, the heart attack happened in 2016. So now we got to go back to like 2006 or seven. I'm pondering all this, and this might even have been 2010, 9 or 10, I don't know. He began to um, bring revelation to me uh, about the bridge, people crossing over mountain of man to mountain of God. And he began to bring me to these scriptures. So in Genesis 28, it says, Jacob departed from Beersheba, went towards Haran. He came to a certain place, spent the night there because the sun had set took out one of the stones of the place, put his head, put it under his head, and he laid down in that place. Now, Beersheba means, you've got to look up the meaning of things. Beersheba means the place of, uh, or the well of the oath. It's where Abraham and Absalom took an oath. Haran is the crossroads or a place of decision. Now, what I see here is I see that um, I came into a covenant in my salvation, like the promise of Abraham. I came in, mm. right? This, it talks about the seed that 
he many will be um, uh, his descendants in the seed, right? As countless as the stars. Yeah. Countless as the stars. So I come into this in salvation. Then God brings me to Haran, which is the crossroads, where I need to make a, a decision if I'm going to follow him or stay in the system of religion. Meet me outside the gate, remember, that visitation. So let's move on now with um, Jacob here. He has a dream. Behold, a ladder was set up on the earth with its top reaching to heaven. Remember Jesus walking down those steps. Behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And he dreamed that he, there was a ladder, or he called it a stairway, and it reached to uh, Shomim, which is the gates of heaven. And it's behold, it says, the Lord stood at the top above it, the Father. I am the Lord God of your father Abraham, the God of Isaac. And in another translation it says, Behold, the Lord stood over and beside him and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham your father, the God of Isaac, and the word for God there is Elohim. I am divinity. I am the divine. And so um, I'm going to finish reading that, and then I'll explain what he showed me. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Your descendants will also be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west, the east, the north, and the south. And in you, it says, and your descendants, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. That's all of us. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I've done what I promised you. And we are in that promise of Abraham. This is what he says. Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This, are you ready, is the gate of heaven. Okay, this is not a geographical place. This mm -hmm. is a revelation of a picture Ooh of what we're called to ascend in and how to get there. So remember I talked about the four four levels of Scripture. The second one's the hint. Yeah. So as I'm reading this, something that was bothering me, I said, God, wait a minute. <laughs> it says angels, they're ascending and descending. Don't they come from heaven? So wouldn't they be descend, then ascend? That's because it's not angels. It's you and me. Mm. It's messengers. The word is messengers. And that is a hint. That's called the hint that somebody translated as an angel. But in fact, we come from fallen state and we ascend and then descend, and then descend to people in different places on the ladder to, to bring truth and light. Well, and we know that, that in, in the translation of angel is also messenger. Yes. And so that there's many, like, there'll be four words in the Hebrew that will translate into one word in English. Yes. Sometimes as many as 11, 12 different words with different meanings right. that we translate into one English word. And that's why it's so hard sometimes to understand things mm -hmm. from a Western standpoint, because we have dumbed down even the language itself yeah. to a point where, like, 
like we just say love. Yeah. Well, how many different words for love are in the Hebrew language? Yeah, Greek like, has four. Yeah, and in, in, in the Hebrew, there's even more. Yeah. And and when you and not just the love, like they they would attach a picture to love. Yeah. Like it's so deep the meaning of things, and even um, when it says the servants in my father's house, in in the uh, mm. the prodigal son story, there's even meaning in there that we don't understand. Exactly. This stuff's all hidden. It, and and it's hidden because. God, it's his glory to watch us become sons. Yes. He yes. loves it. It's like when, like I told you about that video, when I watch that video and see Carter strumming that guitar and singing mm -hmm. from her heart with no no nothing. So you can imagine how he feels about us when we dig in and, and seeketh matter out. And Come on. He reveals it. So then he takes me to John 1, <laughs> 51. And now I want you to see the connection here. John 1, 51. This is Jesus. I prophesied to you an eternal truth. From now on, you all will see an open heaven and gaze upon the Son of Man like a stairway. Reaching into the sky, and that word will be heaven. With the messengers of God climbing up and down upon me up and down so what's jesus saying to us he's saying to us he's the ladder he's the staircase okay lord what does that mean remember the light john yes oh you're gonna put pierce me with truth light it's called revelation knowledge from heaven blue some people see pictures and they're blue and that's going to impact me enlighten me open the veil that photisos and come in and take me into another step on the ladder up christ up glory to glory to glory until it says i will see him as he is abba i will finally get it i'll finally understand as i come out of the darkness i will begin to come to that place of revelation there's that one part there that's so powerful where he describes it and he says, this is an eternal truth. Yes. Which is wild because he describes it in the same way Jacob's ladder experience exactly. describes it. Yes. And so he's quoting yeah. Jacob's ladder so we would know that I'm Jacob's ladder. Well, and the Bible says there's only one way. Yeah. That Christ is the way. That's it. And so it's through him to the Father. And it's like that that eternal truth thing is so deep because he's doing that on purpose. Yeah. Because they would know about Jacob's ladder. That would be something that was talked about a lot because it was so. Spiritual. Can you imagine when he said that, what they were thinking? They would have been mind blown, right? Wow. I'm Jacob's ladder. <laughs> and they've been they've been like licking the honey off those scriptures for years, right? Yeah, I'm the fulfillment of what you saw back then. Right. Jacob saw the future, and his name was Jesus. Yeah, that's it. Wow, that's it. So it speaks of an ascension. I come up here. My ways are not your ways. Mine is high as the what heavens above the earth. That spirit, carnality, right? The earth is pregnant in labor to give birth. To bring life, creation's groaning for the release of the sons of God, which is there to come into maturity. Proverbs 4.18, the path of the righteous is like what? 
the bright morning light growing brighter and brighter and brighter until the fullness of the day. And the fullness of the day is when the sun's at three o'clock and there is no shadow. It's under my feet. I know. Even that's a wild thing to say because what does it say the Old Testament was? A shadow. Types and shadows. Yes. Yeah. So at the fullness of the day, we will fully let go of the old temple fully embracing the new. Yeah, we should have got the message in 70 AD, but we missed the, the note. Yeah. yeah. They raked the field. Yeah, there was nothing there. <laughs> God said, yeah, it's over, guys. <laughs> See, no, way to, so you know. no stones left for you. <laughs> no. So it's this amazing stuff. If you lay hold of this, you'll recognize that you are on the ladder. We all are somewhere. To the degree, some of us might be on the bottom, oh, and I can't be down there, but maybe on the second step or something, I don't know. And what I'm saying that is because we're still clinging to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We're still under uh, sin consciousness and condemnation. You can't climb this ladder and not know you're loved. Yeah, because you'll never, you'll never get to the top. You can't. He's going to kill you on the way. You're sure of it. Yeah. Right. And if he doesn't, you're going to jump off. <laughs> and the higher you go, the brighter the light, the greater the fire. And that fire is something you got to enter into and not run from. Yeah. And I always say, um, if you want to know what the wrath of God is, the wrath of God has been spoke about a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. But it is this. It is his all-consuming love that loves us so much that his wrath goes after anything that's blinding us and keeping us from his perfect love. Yeah. And it'll consume that stuff to bring you home, the prodigal son. And when your identity lies within that stuff, mm. it feels like death to self. Yes. Till you realize it was never you. It was never. And that's like... Uh, we had such a powerful vision one time come to us, mm. not even from me or you. It was from um, a leader in our church, and he had a vision of a tree. Mm. Yeah. And and at this time, we were just stepping out, following the Holy Spirit. You were um, in the vision. It said He said, like, there were some people that were a part of the tree. Some yeah. people were out on the branches. Yeah. And then he saw you out in the air off the tree off completely. The tree. And there were some of us that were about to jump off, and yeah. he, he said he was still, like, half attached to the tree. Mm -hmm. And and it's it is not a, like, it's we're so a, it's quick. A, it's showing the journey. Yeah, like, we're so quick to just be like, oh, well, that's a bad thing. That's a good thing. No, mm -hmm. no, no. This is just part of what, it, what trusting and growing in God is. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, the only reason I think that, like, honestly, the only reason... <laughs> I think he choose like chose to do things in my life. Yeah. Excuse me. It's because there's something in me that no matter what, mm. when he speaks, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Even when it sucks, I'm like, sorry, okay, let's go through this. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. And time and time again, because I just I there's something in me that knows that even though it might be hard and even though it might mm. um even not make me look good or things like that, I know that there's just something better there. Yeah. I can feel it. Like, it's like, I remember one time, like, I, this is like when I was an intern, before I was an intern. Mm. Wow. Before I was an intern. <laughs> and I, I was about to pursue a relationship and the Holy Spirit spoke like in a whisper and he just said, don't. And I just didn't. 
Like I have this whole thing I was gonna send. I'm like delete. Yeah, yeah. And it if I would have done that, it would have changed the course of my life. Yeah, I know it's crazy, eh? That's like, and he didn't yell it. He didn't. He, it was just like he was like, if you want to follow me, don't do that. Yeah. And it wasn't. And it wasn't a bad thing. It, it was just. And you had a choice. He was just helping you make the right one. And I think the fact that he whispered it made it so much easier to follow him mm. because it was like I heard it. But it wasn't some bell ringing in the sky. It was like I knew what I heard, but it was soft. Yeah. And so it was like I knew he was saying, this is for your good. Wow. Like, yeah. That's good. You know, it wasn't a rule. It was just like, this is for your good. Like, nuts. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So now faith is the assurance. It's the confirmation. The title deed is the amplified. <laughs> of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see. Come on. The conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving is real fact what is not revealed yet to your senses. Yeah. That's all. By faith Enoch was taken up so that he would not see death. He went up the ladder, went up the mountain. <laughs> he was not found because God took him up. He obtained the witness that before his being taken up, he pleased God. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Now, the reason is, if you think about it, it's not like, you better have faith. It's because he's telling you, you must trust and believe him, and you'll get it. It's that simple, right? This understanding comes on the basis of knowing the character of God, not a religious image. His desire for you is to grow in light and in maturity, and he says that things says things to provoke you to see and come into freedom. He provokes our minds. Such as gifts are gifts, but they won't save you, which is true, but what will? Intimacy and walking with him in the light. He's love. You must look at the scriptures through the eyes of love, not judgment. If you want to perceive what you need to see to climb the ladder. This is the way it's got to be. Faith causes you to experience the word which will take you from revelation to revelation. That's the light, glory to glory, right? To seeing God, to what Paul talked about, being in union with him. So this is what's so important. And what's tough about this, it says, narrow is the road that leads to life, few find it that's sad to me now i'm pursuing the road i'm following the lights on the road like enoch god's no respecter person so why can't i of course i can will i make it to only time will tell right <laughs> yeah. only time will tell and um but whether i do or i don't doesn't change the truth well, and the fact that you have faith in it is the evidence that it's possible. That it's possible. Now, again, I want to take this from this dimension into the by and by dimension, by what he, something he showed me about yeah, the ladder. The by and by. Because the ladder doesn't end, by the way. You may think that you can just, well, I don't need to climb it. I'll just die and I'll be there and I'll be on the top rung. I'll know everything. It's not true. Sorry to blow the bubble, but the latter matters. 
So one night, the Lord wakes me up, and I've told this experience before, but I needed to tell it tonight in light of this to help understand. I had this experience one night where the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night and says, you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Look the other way. What do you see? I said, I don't understand, God. He said, look the other way. What do you see? I, I, I said, I don't know. I, I don't understand. He said, um, you will believe a lie, and the lie will imprison you, or a paradigm. Now, we talked about this a moment ago, that we create belief systems based on looking through a mirror dimly, which is looking through the fog and writing a book about what we saw. Kind of scary. And then teaching it generation after generation for thousands of years. Right? Not knowing that some of it was paganism and some of it came out of Babylon and some of it is um, Greek mythology. And, and some of it was created just to control. Yeah. I mean, the, there was a language at the Tower of Babel. It was called Babel. Right? And so he said to me, if you think you know, you got all your eschatology down, this is what it means, this is what it means, I know, right? He said, that's pride. That removes the door, and not even I can get to you. Why? You'll rebuke him. You'll rebuke him. Because you won't believe it's God. Oh, it's the devil speaking to me, right? As if we know. Well, if that was true, we'd be still in a horse and buggy. We wouldn't be driving a car, and we definitely wouldn't be speaking in mics looking on computers right now. That's just unnatural. So we got to realize light's progressive. Light is progressive. Proverbs. What I read in Proverbs. So let's not get all hot and huffy. I don't know very little. I know very little. I'm just walking up the stairs. What can I say? So he says to me, um, about, you know, again, you will know the truth. And then he showed me this book, Visions Beyond the Veil, which were these kids, um, Heidi Baker, Roland Baker's grandfather. In China, yeah. In China, who had this mass orphanage. revival in an orphanage. And some kids went into, like, trances for, like, 24 hours, went to heaven, they're running around. And they see their friends who had died from the orphanage. And these kids come running by, and they're going, come on, come on, you've got to see this. And the kids that were in the trances that were there in the spirit they said, have you seen this place? It's beautiful. And the Lord spoke to me. And he said to me, John, I've given you time and circumstances so you don't become complacent. Because when you come here, it's easy for you to be complacent because, you see, they thought they've arrived in heaven. And they hadn't even entered the gate yet. Just the beginning. And he said, um... They would felt the presence of God. Everything's beautiful. You know, the grass is greener, sky's bluer. But the Lord said to me, my desire is that all my children would be by my side. Now, I don't know about you. I want to fulfill his desire. I want to be by his side. That's my passion, right? So he said, but they, they will not all come. He said, so I dial myself down, and I approach them in a way that they can receive me. In a way you can understand 
they will, he will come to you. And so I realized that um, he, if, if I realized this, 30 seconds after I die and 30 seconds before I die, my soul hasn't changed. My paradigm, my understanding hasn't changed other than now I'm in the presence of God and I'm in heaven. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I'm looking for my house. You know the story, right? Yeah. Looking so, for Peter. Yeah. Where's Peter? Where's Peter? We're at the gate. Come on. <laughs> so I'm, I realized that God wanted to take me from glory to glory. He wanted me to not settle for what I'd been told, but to let the teacher teach me, the Holy Spirit, and bring me into all truth. Bring me up Christ, the staircase, to my dad, my father. And that's my journey. I, I desire that. Again, even if I passed over tonight, I will still have to ascend the ladder. I know about the ladder. So when I get there, I will be educated by people. And so I, I began to understand like birds of a feather. People would come into a place where they all kind of think the same, and then they can be taught. But you might remain there a million years, a thousand years. I don't know. It's up to you when all of a sudden one day you go, hey, 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 Corey, do you think there might be more? Yeah. And at that moment, kaboom, you're leaving that place and moving on. And God's got, there's no time, right? So God's got eternity to uh, allow you the process. So here he's saying circumstances pressures propel propel you they cause you not to want to settle now i've had some incredible experiences that made me realize how real that world is and how real he is <clears throat> but the death experiences i've had definitely have pushed me yeah. right like um you know at that moment like you're hanging over the cliff and it's like woo plus who you are as a person like your personality mm is part of it too like when you were talking about how like the father will dial himself back yeah i i was actually like kind of like almost having like a heartbreak moment yeah, i know because i've been in that place where there's certain people that like they like me yeah but they don't want to hang out with me because all i talk about is this or all i do like right and so in order to like succeed in that realm i have to pull back mm -hmm. who i am and what i love remember years ago when we were together at a place and there were a bunch of people that were there that were um, interns learning about God. Yep. And we're sitting in the living room, we're talking about the Lord and the presence of God was there. And they all left the room and went to watch a, a TV show downstairs. And you'd think, well, wait a minute, they're coming from different countries. They're there to intern for what? To get closer to God. And yep. God's showing up in the living room. I, at that time, I couldn't understand it. It, it yeah. was like, that would have been 10, right? 2010, maybe? Something like that, yeah. Nine or 10. And I'm just kind of like, what? That, what is going on here? Now, I like movies too. Yeah but, yeah. but the Lord was showing up. But we've, we've watched far less movies. Yeah. Than we've ever, the, it doesn't even compare to the presence. I think we watched maybe three together in our entire friendship. I know, that's because true. Because when we come together, I get to talk about life. Yeah. And I appreciate that because I don't always get that. And it's it's because we love people where they're at. Yeah. But when you get around people like in 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 
one of the things I just want to put like a disclaimer yep. as a person who's processing and going through the ladder mm-hmm. is one of the things, guys, there is it's not um, a degrading thing to be higher or lower. This is not a hierarchy. This isn't no. this isn't a competition. This isn't oh well they're further along than me, so they know more. This is about personal relationship with God. It's different for everyone. Yeah. Everyone will go through it differently. Everyone will yes. go through it, but the encounters, the experiences, how you get there will be your story with God. Yeah, we want to stir them yeah. to the more. Yeah, like I just, you know, we, we're we not talking about level 67 or something. No. It's not like that. There's there's no measurement to this other than do you know the Father? Yeah, to, to the best of my ability at the moment uh, uh, from the revelation of 2005, and I could be wrong, is that there were seven steps. Um, but I also know that it says that God created the heavens and the earth, and God created them, therefore he wasn't from heaven. He was from beyond heaven. Was a, Heaven's a creation. Plus Enoch talks about how many? Yeah, I think 10. 10 or 11 or something? Yeah, 10 heavens, I think. So <laughs> it's like, if you think about it, there's the journey up the ladder. You know, I don't know all these things. I just know I'm on a journey and I'm not the same as I was in 2010. I see things differently. And mm. to help you understand this a little bit, a good picture of this is, if if this is about us yeah. being on, the, on in this planet, where we are at this time, then everything around us is speaking to us, whether Come it's on. the trees, our tone is about the trees, about <laughs> the root system, about genetics, right? Yep. All the branches, the genetic system, um, about the fact that they're always receiving and God is always giving, that's who he is. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. Well, when you look up into the sky, you see planets, and they're all different and unique planets. And I realized one day that those planets were actually here on the Earth. He was telling us about us, that we all live in different worlds. So we'll call them planets or worlds. How's that? Yeah, yeah. And so there's a group of people that live in a particular belief system, and they all gather with people of that system, and they don't go outside. And usually the people that don't think like them, they will call them deceived or, um, um, yeah, basically deceived. Yeah. Well, because they, they feel like they've, they're in a lower state or whatever. Well, then, no, they feel like they've arrived. They've yeah. got it. Everybody else is deceived. That's the one thing that I've, I've noticed, for me anyways, the more, but it's also because I'm just starting out in this, so... I'm not saying this is like a sign of someone who knows something. Yeah. But but the more that I find out, the more that I'm I'm slowing like my my approach in it. Where like before, like I would just read something and then run out like it was mine. Yeah. Where now I'm like, even when God reveals it to me, I'm like, okay, I want this to like How does it all fit? Yeah, like I want it to almost like be in season. Yeah. Where I've never thought that way before. I've always just been the grab it and run guy. Yeah, yeah, and I was that way too. That's the evangelist that was in us, right? Yeah. That you know, you gotta get out there or the teacher, I gotta teach it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I, I kinda look at this as again, um people live in different words worlds according to their perception and cannot see unless they're hungry and teachable and the Lord opens their eyes and they begin to move from one glory to another, one world belief system to the next. We go from 
um, into different levels of, of the heavenly. We're yeah. seated in heavenly places in Christ. So there's this you know continual thing that goes on. And it's not right or wrong. It's reality. It's like climbing a mountain. We climb up to a certain level, we rest. Then we climb to another. And I think it was last week I quoted Joyner as saying the higher up we got on the mountain in, uh, the, uh, what was it called? Um, uh, shoot. In a book he wrote. I can't the, think. The mountain or something? Oh, no, yeah. the journey. Uh, I'm, yeah. I can find It'll come to going. me. I got all this other stuff in my head, so I can't think at the moment of it. Um, the final quest. So he's on the final quest. He has these three different visions and trances, and he writes them all down. And he talks about going up a mountain. And the higher you are on the mountain, meaning on the ladder, then what happens is, he said, the, the, sp- the place where your footing goes gets narrower and narrower and narrower. But the, the, uh, that's because you have to continue to press upward and not go back. And it is possible to go backwards. It's pretty difficult, I think, but it can happen for sure because we want to be accepted by people and loved. And um, I always say um, you may walk alone, but you're not alone. Sometimes God is leading you somewhere where you feel like you're going by yourself, but he's Mm. with you and he breaks open people that are in that belief or that world. And you begin to grow and learn from them um, as you go. So, um, blindness in the dark is in the dark to becoming fully aware in the light. It's not of human reason or mental consent in a knowledge, but Christ conscious as the way to the Father back home in Him, which is where we're going. So, the physical limitations of motion, time, and space are being broken as the seals are being removed. When divine nature is completely activated, which is in us all, 2 Peter 4, 1, 4, that I have the divine nature of God, when it's completely activated within man, he will be able to naturally transport himself from place to place without the aid of modern transportation. See, what we're seeing is technology, like even the web, that's just showing us the oneness of humanity. We're seeing cell phones. That just shows us that we can move that kind of speed across the planet, in fact, into the cosmos. But we've never believed this stuff or understood because we think we're worms crawling in the dirt. Um, When it's activated, let's look at uh, Elijah and Philip in the Bible were examples of what will become the normal. Jesus said those born of the Spirit, they move as the wind. No one knows where they're going or they're coming from. John the Apostle said, you have an unction, anointing from the Holy Spirit, and you know all things. Coiled up in the double helix of our DNA around each cell is the knowledge of the multiverse or the universes. It's all there. Remember, we only use, what, 5% or 10%? What's the other 90? It's this. It's called the mind of Christ. Eternity past and future and all the events that was and will be is within you. This is how the collective consciousness that ties all of humanity together. What one knows, all know. We all know this. We all know about the latter. I know that I've seen people that had death experiences. I watched a lot of them in my life because of what happened to me. 
um, that talk about this. Once they were in the spirit, they were outside of the body. They said they could see every creature, every human that ever lived, was living now and ever will live. They could see them all, knew everything and everything that was going on. It's called the mind of God, the mind of Christ. It's in us. It's the mind of the spirit. We have forgotten. We have forgotten. And Jesus hints at it. Mm-hmm. He says, whatever you do to the least of these, you do unto me. Yes. And we, we read that and we go, oh, you got to be a good person. And it's like, no, that's not what he's saying. He's trying to awaken you to a deeper revelation that this is literal. This is a reality, that a universal principle that is in operation, that we are connected. And whatever you do to someone, you're doing to Christ. Yeah. So it, it, it's one person, one new man, Paul called it. Right? It's wild. So Michael Danforth was us quoting. He says, "Eternity is more than a space of time that never ends. Eternity is the knowledge of God. Eternity is knowing God in Jesus Christ. Eternity is the past, present, and future, because the knowledge of God is from the beginning to the end. The Greek word for the eternity is eons, meaning perpetual. It's a continuation without interruption." Therefore, the ultimate state of eternal life is uninterrupted, perpetual knowledge of God's love and glory. One of the challenges in present-day life is walking in the perpetual knowledge or knowing, not information, knowing Jesus Christ. Um, Brother Lawrence, practicing the presence of God. There's a deep longing for the continual knowledge of God's kingdom to appear on the earth. That's what God wants to do, is bring it to the earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Why is it we want to escape earth and go to heaven? Why don't we turn earth into heaven, where it was originally, which is humanity? Spiritual warfare, he said, for the most part, is the continual effort of the enemy to minimize the knowledge of God's love and power in us. Back to A.W. Tozer. Yeah. That's what's going on. For, uh, like, the full the full circle. Yeah. And even the way that Jesus said that he wanted the glory that he had before. Mm-hmm. Why? Because in the end is the beginning. Yes. That's where the, be- the, end, the beginning is the end. Yeah. Yeah, when we were restored to where we originated. Yeah, that's, that's deep. And, and just the whole thing, it says, and that we are one in him. Therefore, his glory that he had with the Father will be in us. Well, it says we'll be co-glorified with him. Yes. Why? Joint heirs. Why? Because that was the intent of relationship. Yeah. So if you think about that for one moment, just if you meditate that, it'll blow your mind. And, and so what are we doing? We're waiting to die the spirit of death, the angel of death, to come to us who is an enemy of God to take me to heaven? Come on. That well, was and, such a lie. And it's because a lot of the times we don't we don't connect the dots. No. We don't understand there is dots to connect. I know. I call it doing the math. We don't do the math. Revelations 21 <laughs> has a, a whole bunch of references mm. to other revelations people had. A new heaven and a new earth. Well, what does that look like? Hey, now we're talking Jewish language again. Do you know where heaven and earth met? Come on. 
in the temple, in the Holy of Holies, on the Ark of the Covenant. That was earth, and God's presence and his glory coming down and sitting on the Ark was where heaven and earth met. So yeah. what's a new heaven and a new earth? A new covenant. You and me. Exactly. Because where's the Ark? Well, what does the Bible say? That, that behold, all things have passed away, and all things become what? New, brand new. There's, there's all these things, and and a lot of people don't even don't even look at the fact that in Revelations, it says, "Furthermore, he said unto me." John stops the vision to say, "Jesus, stop telling me the vision to tell me something very specific." Hmm. And Jesus said, "This is finished." Yeah, I am. I know. So this is our invitation. To climb the ladder, Jesus Christ, which is why he came and set himself up as the light to take us out of the dark, to open our eyes. And when that another little twist on that guy that was blind and had two things had to happen, that's because there's two veils. Yeah, I love that. Death and hell had to be removed. Hell was removed by salvation yes. death is removed, removed when you come into the father and it's no so powerful death. because even in genesis says like that they'd have to lead to not partake of the tree of uh the of life <coughs> in this state yes that they had to be brought to a different state before they could partake and be held that way forever i know in that state of being yeah it's like Which... well what state of being christ came to bring us to a higher state of living you cannot be an eternal being um, in that place mm. that's selfish and egoic. And no. you have to be you, be, you get demoted to a lower level of existence. Which is why we're all here learning. I love when you were talking about the living room, mm. how you descended, because yeah. that's how I felt at certain points in my life through different experiences, like even somewhere I wasn't in control and other people were, mm -hmm. I remember almost like fading into like almost black and white. Yeah. It was really... Not a nice spot. No. No, it was wild. No. Um, um, I would say that um, you will know the truth. The truth will make you free. Experiential knowledge, not informational knowledge. All truth is an invitation to a personal encounter, every one of us, not just, you know, the odd person. <laughs> this is becoming intimately acquainted with the truth, which is a person. It's called the Holy Spirit. Precept on precept, glory to glory, revelation to revelation by faith, rung to rung, until we see him as he really is. That's what I want to see. I want to see the Father as he really is. I think we all do. It's just that some of us um, got a bigger kick in the pants or we're here, we all have different parts of the body, do different functions in order to be able to, um, like uh, one of the spies going into the land, you know, recognizing that there's something here for us that we can have. And I, I remember in Hawaii when I was there uh, one time uh, going through um, over these hills through the bush, and I mm. thought to myself, some people paid an incredible price 
for me to sit back in this Jeep and enjoy the sunshine flying through on a paved highway. You imagine the people that had to go in there and clear that bush with the mosquitoes and everything else, clearing that bush so they could one day put a highway so I could enjoy myself going through. Well, there are people in the body of Christ throughout time that have paid prices for us to be able to step into the light that's being given now. And we're pushing in this uh, revelation of the light that's being uh, awakening people uh, to the the greater place in Christ now so that uh, those that come behind us can run ahead of us because we're all one. We're all going somewhere, right? The journey. It was like even, um, it was so crazy when you were saying that. It's like I started thinking about like how guys like Brother Lawrence and yeah, and even Visions Beyond the Veil, like these books took years upon years to even surface. Oh, yeah. Brother Lawrence didn't want to wrote. It was a friend of his that he sent some letters to that put it together and and put it out, and he he provoked me. That book provoked me to the presence. And it's like, how amazing is it that in this season, mm. we're almost experiencing real time? Yeah. Not thousands of years of delay or hundreds of years of delay. Like, think of how long it took for the church to uh, <laughs> to receive mm-hmm. Martin Luther, right? Yeah. And... Uh, you know, and some still don't, and yet here we are in real time, yeah, having revelation coming forward, having people being to articulate the word as never before, yeah, like maybe maybe in the days of Paul, but Paul Paul they definitely there were people walking in this, there were lots of people, I think, throughout time that went up the ladder, we just don't know their names, yeah, it's just he says, few find it. So in billions of people, how many is a few? Well, and I, like there's, yeah, yeah. It could be a hundred thousands of few. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we know Elijah. We know these ones that are written down. But again, it says, for instance, even with Jesus, there isn't enough books in the planet to record all that he did. Well, man, you mean there's a lot more than the four Gospels? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that means, oh, my gosh, man. There's a lot of good stuff that God can reveal to us about himself and about even what to break open what Paul was talking about, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brother Lawrence, he, he provoked me. Um, there's been many on the road that Madame have, Guillaume. Madame Guillaume, St. John of the Cross, that have Come on. provoked me to uh, go deeper. Even good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning. That <laughs> one was amazing too. That Benny, holy oh gosh! You mean you can know him like that, Benny? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Let's do this thing. You know. Come on. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot out there that have uh, preceded us that have written books that um, the mystics, man, that had this intimate place of knowing God in such a beautiful, tangible way as a friend. I mean, think of that, a friend. My, my one greatest motivator, I think, is that I didn't want to wait until I died to get to know him. Yeah. I didn't want to, you know, at that time, I didn't really know about before. So I used to think, 
geez, I don't want to wait and go like, um, which one is he? You know, and then get to know him. I wanted to know him really well. I know I'd know. He's the, I know. One, he's the one on the big chair with the white beard. He's glowing, <laughs> yes. I wonder if he just does that to mess with people. He's actually the dude in the third row. <coughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably he's sitting at the back of the room. The guy on the chair is like, if they ever figure this out. Mm. <laughs> that is Jesus, though. He'd be at the back, right? Taking yeah. coats. He's the Hanging coat guy. Hanging with the kids. Yeah. You know. Or guys, who's the coat guy? Mm. Oh, you'll see when, when the dinner starts, yeah. Yeah. I remember. You massaged my feet when I came in. He said I needed a massage. <laughs> it's like, what? Who is that guy? <laughs> he's the king. Come on. Mm -hmm. So good. That was. He's a beautiful guy. There's honestly, like, there's several parts there that I got to go back because I just, I was getting revelation during it. Mm. But it's like, there's still more there because it's like, this doesn't just end. It's, it's. No, <laughs> it's just begun. Yeah. Like, it's. Yeah. I don't even know where I am on that. I know. Even that... the Jacob's Ladder and Jesus yes. quoting it thing. Yes. That's just mind blowing. I know. I know. Like that's the kind of stuff that's in the scripture. There's tons of it in there. It's all hidden. It's code, I call it. And then there's math. I mean, you went to the math. Yeah, I don't yeah. get the numbers thing. <laughs> I mean, that'll blow us away. I'm sure. Like that's the fourth level. Oh, sorry. Or, yeah, that's the fourth level. Feet. Table's uh, not as wide as it looks on screen. I'm yeah, telling you, it's not bad. It's better than that last one. Yeah, the last one was thinner than this. Yeah. yeah, this one's nice. It is the the one the first one was great, but we were pinned up against the walls in this room, so <laughs> that didn't really work. One well, is just yeah. massive. So, is there anybody that's got any questions there before we wrap this up? Anybody comments? Anything? Uh, comments. Um, Andrew had commented, and then Wendy, our friend there from Cambridge area, yep. she put, "If you think you know, dot dot dot." It was pretty good. Yeah, that's good. I had put it up. I put them up tonight as it came up. Oh, good. Yeah, we just, I really felt there was like a, a connection happening. Mm -hmm. mm. But, and, a, uh, and a lot of people watch this after the fact. Oh, yeah. Like, like, you guys don't even know this, but like, there's a huge following in where, like Switzerland or something? Like, yeah, on the podcast. On the podcast. Yeah. Like, so, you know, like, Zurich. It, it's going out all mm. over the world because there's people all over the world who are waking up. Mm. Hey. And we're, we're one people. Yeah. Right? Well, like, the thing that's hitting me the most is this. Why did I believe the same things the Pharisees did? It's mm, interesting. Now you're doing the math again. And see? I'm like, wait a minute. I might need to recheck what I believe. Yeah. Uh, and, like, why, why, why is it that this loving God, mm. this amazingly good Father, has been so poorly represented? And it's like that that just breaks my heart because I I've actually like I know him to one degree in one phase. Mm -hmm. And even that phase is just overwhelming me. Yeah. And I, I don't know how to even oh. go into it. <clears throat> yeah, it's so good, man. God is so good. Mm. And he's got so much <laughs> to teach us and show us. And the wine's great too. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it was really thick. Mm. Even when you came in tonight, you were just mm. we were just getting ready, and I kept getting hit. I was like, "What is going on?" Mm. And I think it's because there's some there's some keys and yeah, and doorways that were open tonight that pe I think people can step into. Yeah. So Scott Scott Jones said, "Good word, guys." Mm -hmm. 
Scott Jones, how you doing, man? Yeah. Love that guy. Yeah. He's he's uh hungry. Pursuing the ladder. <laughs> to daddy. Come on. Here we come, Dad. But the <laughs> thing about it is, is again, is this journey, um, he who began a good work will perfect it. Can you be perfect? Absolutely, because the Lord said, be perfect as your heavenly Father's perfect. So the Holy Spirit is the one carrying me up mm. the stairs. Truth is, I'm not even walking. He's carrying me. And so I get on a step and I remain there until I'm open and ready. And I, I, I say it used to be like this. Somebody would give me a book and say, man, you got to read this. And I'd get the book, and I'd open it. And you can ask my wife. I'd read the first page, maybe, and I'd set it on beside my, my bed on the uh, nightstand. nightstand. And I'd sit there until, like, I'm talking months, sometimes a year. <laughs> it's like I just didn't, you know. It was it seemed might be good. And then one day, I kind of go in. Let's say I'm getting into bed, and I glance down, and I go, oh, yeah, I should check that book out. I pick it up, and I don't set it down until I'm done it, and I read it again when I'm finished. Because I'd read it the first time because it's so good. I just speed read through the whole thing, and then I go back because I know there's a lot there that I missed. But I couldn't wait to get to the end. Come on. So I have to go back now to digest what I just took in. And it's kind of like watching a movie. Sometimes you watch it, and you just watch it. But the next time, when you watch it, you see things you've never seen before, like The Matrix, you know? And so... That's the way I was, and I, I kind of see it like that. It's like I'm oblivious to the other steps. I know about the lower ones because I was living there. <laughs> but now I'm oblivious to the ones above me, but I know they're there now. I wouldn't be so full of pride to think I don't that I know because you'll know when I know because I'll be a son, Yeah. and you will see me. It's called Isaiah 60, Arise and shine for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is resting upon you. And kings of the earth will come. Not because of what you know. It's because of who you know. And because when you speak, you speak his words. The light and the sound comes out of your voice. It's the sound of the lightning of the Father. And the lightnings will change the hearts in front of you. They will change just by you speaking to them. Their heart will change on a dime. And they'll begin to see Christ. Because it's him speaking to them. Because I've got out of the way, and Christ has stepped forward in me, <laughs> and he's now driving the car. Woo! That's where we're going, right? Come on. And I'm not afraid of that. I'm looking no. forward to it. That's the goal. That's the place called ecstasy Yeah. that the mystics talk about, union with the Father. That's the marriage, to be married to Christ. We're not waiting for a banquet somewhere, someday. He's talking about union. How do we know? Because it started at the cross. And the fact of the matter is, how do I know when I'm married to somebody? It's when I'm un in union with my wife and we give birth to a child. So how do we know when I'm in union with Christ, when I've ascended to the top of the ladder and I'm one with him, is because life will start to come forth out of me. How do I know that the West is a lot of carnality because I don't see life. I hear a lot of words. Yeah. I see some soul movement and I see some God. 
because God is everywhere. Yes. He's moving. But I don't see what I said in Corinthians where people are running because of the glory coming off our faces. Well, and, and I don't believe that we've ever— Like, the number one thing that changed my life was when I realized God does not confirm men. No. He confirms himself. <clears throat> yeah. And so you can have a guy speak— and God's speaking through him, but yet it's not him. No. He's just a man. He's a vessel. He's a vessel. A broken vessel. Broken and contrite heart, David said, right? Yeah, well, and, and some of them are, are even, it's just the mercy of God pouring through them to reach somebody else. Yeah. And and it's like God will do what he has to do. Like he, he moved through um, Saul. Why? Because he loved the children of Israel. Yeah. It wasn't because he wanted them to have a king. But it's because he still loved them. And he was like, I'm going to still use this guy. Yeah. Even if he's not even the guy I want to use. And then I'll give you David later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you'll see the difference. Yeah. Because a king who knows that he shouldn't be king serves his people, yeah. doesn't demand servants of them. That's it. And he's that's, the servant of all. Like, when I see God touch somebody through my life, I don't put a chalk mark on my board and say, wow, look what I did. All right. I'm in awe that God could use someone like me to do this. I know. Like, it's like, it's, it's just, it's unbelievable that that's how good he is, that he takes that which should be broken and thrown away, and he, he uses, he just saves it. I know. And like, and, and not even just because of bad choice, just because, like, dude, like, nothing, like, of my life, my my family, like, all this stuff where I come from and what I should be perpetuating and, you know, like, all these things, like, it just, there was no hope at all. Right. And I've seen so much life. Like, I was just thinking today, like, he mm. was bringing back to remembrance to me just the last three years of just how much life he has brought out of my life. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, how did you do that? Like, how did you do that? Like, I literally have, like, thousands of encounters and stories. And mm -hmm. and I'm sitting there going, man, I need to focus more because I ain't seeing this all the time. No. I'm believing a different report. Yeah. Because that's, that's real. That, that happened. That's the real person. Yeah. Like, it's nuts. Like, it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. The fire book. I got to start reading that. <laughs> There we go, stepping into the, <laughs> the the bush, right? That was good, and the 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 the, the love, man, uh, burning that away. That's yeah, the wrath of God. Yeah. yeah, I encourage you guys to subscribe on YouTube. It's a much better platform for you to enjoy this. Yeah, um, easier on phones and things than Facebook is. Uh, YouTube.com slash Grace and Truth J Brown. You can find uh, the library all there. Also, there's there's some other great stuff there, too, that you should check out because God's been doing good things for a long time. Yeah, there's some good drunken uh, times back there. Sneaking <laughs> Angels is pretty crazy. So, mm. yeah. Bless Come you guys. On. See you next week. See you next week. <laughs>